Welcome back, you guys. Ooh, <laughs> I like doing. <laughs> Welcome back, you guys. <laughs> what is up? You are listening to Two Friends, Three Questions. I'm Eli. I, uh? <laughs> Dang. Shit. All right. Sorry. We're getting the burners going again. So we are back after doing a fairly extensive break. Kind of. Yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. We took quite a, quite a long break. Um, but it was much, uh, it was much needed and I feel, I feel back and super excited about 2020. Yeah. I'm pretty jazzed too. We got a lot of things in the works. Uh, haven't talked about any of them yet, which is the exciting part. <laughs> yep. We'll all be surprised. <laughs> What's going to happen this episode? We will. We don't know. Yeah. We don't really know. So we'll also be surprised, but yeah, so we're getting back into it. Uh, we'll have to kind of figure out our schedule, but I don't think it'll be too long. We'll kind of be back into you know, our more consistent schedule, um, which is exciting. Um, but yeah, pretty excited to be back. So I think if you don't like our music episodes, you will not like this episode. Yeah, just go ahead and skip that. Yeah, um, if you don't be pretty heavy. want to hear us talk <laughs> about music for like an hour, then sorry, that's probably what's going to happen because that, yeah. that is going to be this episode. <laughs> um, well, in true form, Mitch, let's skip the bullshit. Uh, don't bore us. Get to the chorus. Um, let's go ahead and do what you're drinking. I'm so glad you said that because I am so thirsty. Yeah. And it's really like not even that we want to drink alcohol that bad. I think it comes across that way. It's just that for whatever reason, because we talk like, what, 10, 15 minutes before we start. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm already thirsty. But I'm yes, I'm I'm parched. Yeah. And my beer is just getting warmer, so we can't have that, that. too. See, that's the problem too. All right. So <laughs> Mitch, what you drink? I have got um I'm pretty excited about this one. One of my buddies got it for me for Christmas. Uh I've never heard of it before, but he works at a liquor store and says it's pretty good. Um it is a it's in a blue bottle. Ooh. It's a Cronenberg sixteen sixty four is what it's called. It's a blanc. Uh, uh, flavored white beer it says imported from france so interesting yeah it smells pretty cool you know blanc um, means white right yeah oh, okay right right <laughs> right right um, uh, white isn't the the color i would describe it it looks like a lager or a pilsner this this is definitely pretty yellow yeah um <laughs> I got way too much head, so I mean, it smells really good. So okay, I'm I'm intrigued. That's interesting. That's definitely not something we have. It's pretty uh, foamy. We have touched. Yeah, it's a it's a fun one. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I'm gonna let this settle a little bit. So all right, we'll wait. We'll wait to hear about that. So we'll move on to me. So I didn't really have any beer because I just kind of last minute couldn't find anything that good. But what I did buy. Is something I don't typically buy. Well, that's kind of that's kind of not true. Uh, I went out of my way and bought this for Christmas. It is uh, called Red Breast, and it's a bottle of Irish whiskey. Ooh, nice! <laughs> uh, this is the most expensive whiskey I've ever bought. Yeah, uh, it came in a box. Oh shit! So it was uh, one of those. Do you mind me asking how much it was? Yeah, I'll tell everybody. It was like <laughs> it was like seventy-five to eighty bucks. Oh boy! <laughs> so, like I said, but, yeah. But you know, kind of, kind of had a good end of my year, and I kind of felt like doing it right. So, yeah, absolutely, man, you deserve it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I thought it was cool. Yeah, so, had a had a Christmas party with you know had had the the kind of friends 
we, we go over to Aaron's mm-hmm. uh, for, I don't know why I'm being so cryptic, uh, <laughs> for Christmas Eve and we all do presents. That's our little like friend family thing that we all do together. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to bring over something to try. I'm going to get a nice bottle of whiskey. I want to share it with everybody. Everyone fucking hated it. And no one liked it at all. Really? Yeah. And I was just the one who did. And I was like, well, lesson learned, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I mean, it was the thought. You know, I did. they didn't need to like it. It was just right. funny. And I was like, oh, man, I bet this is going to be really good. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I wanted to drink it on the on the podcast because I was like, well, it'd be interesting. I don't really mm. yeah. do too much of that. No. Now, are you mixing it with anything or are you just a neat guy? I just got a bunch of ice in there. Okay. Okay. On the rocks. Yeah. I um, I do usually drink whiskey with uh, water or ice in some form because mm-hmm. there's debate, but it is supposed to kind of like bring out the aroma a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I do. Tend I, to I like it with. I, I like it with like a, a, an ice cube or two. Yeah, it's it's kind of. I like it that way. Um, so what did they? What did they not like about it? Because I'm assuming like for eighty bucks a bottle, it better be good. I think they just didn't want whiskey. Oh well, then that's a, you know their own problem. But I literally poured it in a glass for them to just sip on, like yeah. a little bit, not a lot, but just a little bit to taste it, and if they wanted more. Um, but I don't I don't think normal people drink whiskey that way. It was one of those moments where it was like, am I the alcoholic in the room? <laughs> like, that's kind of what happened, because it was just like, I'm like, yeah, no, this is like the best. It was the best whiskey I've had. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it is Irish whiskey, which is can be kind of intense, um, but it's really smooth. So, I mean, it mm. is it's it's whiskey. Um, but I found it to be really, really smooth, so I don't mind drinking it straight. Right, right. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's good. Nobody else really felt that way, so then I was yeah. just like, yay. <laughs> All right, more for me. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of like, well, I got a bottle of nice whiskey now, so that's... Yeah, right. <laughs> it feels like a thing a man should have, right? I feel like every man should just have like a, a, a decent bottle of whiskey somewhere in his house. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, I think yeah, that's a good idea. My uh, my parents got me a bottle of whiskey for Christmas. Oh yeah, it's a peanut butter flavored whiskey. Oh fuck <laughs> off, dude! It tastes like a Reese cup, <laughs> and <sighs> I like it's so good and so bad at the same time. Like, <laughs> I just don't understand it. Like, yeah, it's it's strange, man. Like, I, I find that peanut butter flavoring does not work in liquid form. That has been, without a doubt, if it is a liquid, if it's a beer, a drink, anything, and it is peanut butter flavored, it will taste like ass. Because Reese Cups don't taste as good as everybody thinks, okay? And here's... Fuck you. Hold on. I'll prove it. You ever eat, like, a couple Reese Cups and then, like, realize how bad your breath is? Uh, Okay, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Okay, because there is a thing about Reese Cups, and I don't know about peanut butter, but I know Reese Cups in particular... Something tastes kind of funky in those. <laughs> yeah. There's something there because well, you get stinky ass breath. Right. Well, that just could be your breath. Like, true. Don't, yeah. put, don't put it on I the Reese right. Cup family. <laughs> and don't, don't you talk about Reese that way. <laughs> it's not, your, it's not his fault you have poor oral hygiene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Brush your teeth, you dumbass. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So it's, it's good, but. It's bad. I don't. It's it's weird. 
No, that that's incredibly strange. Yeah. I would not like that. I would not yeah, like that. I, at all. I, yeah, I figured you wouldn't. Well, how how did that beer taste? We we didn't oh hear. yeah, we haven't even talked about that. Um, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely citrusy. It's a wheat, definitely. Um, you can definitely tell it's French, and by that I mean like there's something imported about it, like. Yeah, I mean, is it like because I always find those to be really underwhelming. Yeah, it's it's very underwhelming. Yeah, yeah, that's a good word for it. Okay, that's what I tend to experience. Is I'm just like, all right, this is good, I guess, but there's no there's no challenging element to it that makes me want to keep. Because I think there's a point, especially with beer drinking, where you get to a point where you do kind of want something challenging because you want to like sort through all the flavors. Right, right. Yeah, you that know. makes sense. Yeah. No, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Mitch, do you have lightning round questions? Yes, I do. I am glad you asked. Thanks for bailing us out there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Question one. What was the last movie you bought a physical copy of? Um, I don't remember. It might have been The Force Awakens. Okay. Um, I do. So I do a thing. This may be like why this question is here. I do a thing where I do try like my favorite movies. I will buy a physical copy of. Yeah. Um, and I even try to buy a Blu-ray copy since since I have like an Xbox, I have a built-in Blu-ray player. So okay. I'll buy a physical copy because even though it might be on Netflix now. There's a pretty good chance it won't be eventually. Right. Well, that's why, yeah, that's a really good idea. That's why I like to have, I have pretty much every season of The Office on DVD. uh, And then they just announced that, like, pretty soon they're going to take The Office off of Netflix, I think is the truth. That might have been a rumor. But, um, yeah, I don't know. When that happens, everybody's freaking out about it. But I'm like, I got the DVDs. So I'll be fine. Um, So, yeah, I kind of, that's, that's, yeah, that's a good idea. Well, the reason I brought it up is because, like, I was just thinking, like, man, with Hulu and Netflix nowadays, is i honestly couldn't remember the last time i purchased like a dvd um well new anyway like i i go to like that uh, disc replay like near me and buy like used ones for like three bucks Um, yeah but i don't i don't know if that counts because i only buy them because they're so cheap (laughs) well yeah um i mean yeah like i was going to buy all the marvel movies Mm -hmm. um so i could have them all just like over time accumulate them all uh but now disney plus yeah right exactly yeah so i don't even fucking well i mean the same premise still applies but yeah i usually go out of my way and i will buy it might have been it was either the force awakens or i bought gangs of new york on blu-ray okay okay gangs of new york that'd be a good one yeah um here's a sub sub question while we're on the subject i haven't seen a movie in a theater in like a year i don't remember what the last movie i saw like, like went to a theater was do you i do uh, because I go every year, uh, and I'm still due for for this one. Uh, the last one I saw was the last was the last Jedi was the last Star oh, Wars okay. movie. Okay. So I'm thinking this week I will probably end up going and seeing Rise of the Skywalker and and see. I don't want to say my last Star Wars movie in theaters, but I'm in a weird spot as a Star Wars fan. I have a lot yeah. of feelings, and yeah, I'm really? all of them. I'm confused. Hmm. Um. But yeah, uh, yeah, Force or uh, the Last Jedi was the last movie. And that was last Christmas, so literally a year ago, that okay. was the last movie I saw yeah. in the theater. I would ask you to dig into dig into that a little bit more because I well, but 
I haven't kept up with the last Star Wars movies. Like I haven't really seen any of the newer ones. Well, it's um, it's kind of I so could do it kind of quickly. One sided conversation. Well, <laughs> it's it's pretty simple. Like the rise of the Skywalker. So this movie that's out right now, this brand new Star Wars movie, will end everything going all the way back to the prequels. So okay. one through nine follows the Skywalkers basically through all nine movies. This is the end of that. So okay. now if they do a mainline Star Wars movie, like not like, you know, Han Solo or Rogue One or, you know, the Mandalorian, not, not any of their side stuff, but a mainline Star Wars, whatever. Um, I don't really know how to describe it, but you know what I mean? Like a mainline yeah, right. Star Wars movie. It's going to be a completely different thing. Okay. And I don't think I'll really like be around to like criticize it and be like, oh, well, the originals are Scott. Like, I don't think I would sit around and like criticize them, but I just don't know if I have the energy to to hop back in and see what Star Wars is because it is different. And I don't think it's worse per se. And I'm not that harsh of a critic because I do just love the universe. Um, But I just kind of feel like maybe I should just like take a step back and let the younger people have star Wars now. Okay. Yeah. And let them grow up with it and me not be a cynical bastard and be like, well, metachlorians are stupid and (laughs) George Lucas remastering the originals. You can't buy them now. Right. You know, I think I just shouldn't do that. Maybe take a seat out. I don't, I don't know. I feel very weird, but star Wars, as I have always known it essentially is ending. It is done. Yeah. So they're going to make more, but you said they're just going to be like offshoots of like, okay, we're going to make a movie that focuses on this character. And well, they're going to, yeah. And they're, cause that's, that's like the Han Solo movie. They're going to do an Obi-Wan show. Okay. I think they're doing the Mandalorian. Right. Um, right. But I do think that they will eventually come back and do mainline Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. So like Star Wars, Roman numeral or whatever. Yeah, um, okay. but it's not going to revolve around any of the people that we've known. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So I, I just don't know how to feel about that because it's just like, well, do I like stop watching Star Wars because I don't really know what it is now? It's just different, man. It's, it's hard to explain. Yeah. No, I, I kind of get that. Like I don't consider the fourth Indiana Jones movie to be an Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> yeah. And I do have a little bit of a problem considering like rogue one to be a star wars movie because it's not it the the writing is so different and i'm not saying it's bad that's the whole thing i'm not like oh it's shit you know it's terrible it just is so different and i grew there was as a star wars fan there was such a long time frame where we just didn't have anything yeah so now it's kind of saturated and I'm just having a lot of like I haven't I still haven't watched more than the first 20 minutes of the Mandalorian. Oh, wow. I still haven't made it all the way through Rogue One without falling asleep. I've never Dang. seen the Han Solo movie. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm out of the loop about it. <laughs> and I feel very strange because I remember when I watched A New Hope, the, the first Star Wars movie, I didn't know there were other movies. 
So yeah, I watched wow. that movie on repeat for years as a kid. And then I like, I think I was at Aaron's house and I was like, there's more Star Wars movies. <laughs> like <laughs> That's hilarious. I was like, so it's just, I had a very different experience with Star Wars. So I just, I, as much as I love it and get into it, I'm just really confused. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. how I feel. Okay. Long lightning um, question, but let's... <laughs> no, I like it. I like it. Um, question two. If you opened up a bar, what kind of theme would it be? What would it look like? What would you call it? Does that make sense? Yeah, I would want it to be like really stylish. You know the Griffin from New Girl? Yes. Their yeah, bar? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would want it to kind of be like that. Like kind yeah. of like like an art deco vibe and have it be kind of sleek and stylish, but it would just be a fucking game of Thrones tribute bar. <laughs> Everything would be served in skulls. I would go to that. There'd be pit fighting, <laughs> ax throwing, beheadments. Oh, that's an idea. So I would have a game of Thrones tribute bar where I would have like a staff of actors that would come out and reenact famous scenes from game of Thrones. So it'd be like, Rocky Horror Picture Show, but Game of Thrones. So okay, people, okay. there'd be like crowd interactions, so we could do shit from like season eight that everybody hated, and right. they could jeer <laughs> at, at you know. Here, I'm gonna type this up real quick. Let me go ahead and okay, get it yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, get a good idea going. Um, yeah, no, that that would actually be pretty badass. Yeah, um, I don't have any other cool ideas for you because I uh, am not a big Game of Thrones guy either. But yeah, it I'm would, over yeah. two so far. <laughs> <laughs> um, what uh, What about you? Did you do you have an idea? Um, yeah, so mine's probably a little bit more serious than the whole Game of Thrones thing, but. Um, uh, <laughs> Um, I'm mean, sorry. <laughs> I'm deadly <laughs> fucking serious. <laughs> oh, were you? Oh, okay. Um. No, but I, I kind of like it now that I said it. Is all. No, yeah. So it, it, it could be pretty cool. It could be pretty cool. Um, mine would probably be something like uh, I well I I would basically just rip off a bar that I went to in Nashville called Vinyl Tap. Um, it's basically a bar that sells like vinyl, so it's like a record store and also like a full bar that has like you know liquor, beer, and a huge ass selection of like records. And right. they have like foosball, that kind of thing, like pinball games. Like so, it's just kind of a cool place, fun place to hang out and you know listen to music, buy records. Um, but then I would also do that like cliche do thing where i would like name drinks after like hip-hop groups <laughs> yeah um <laughs> I, I yeah um, it is kind like of a that. dumb thing to do sometimes just because it's like this has nothing to fucking like you're literally I, sometimes it's creative a lot of times it's not right right you know you know what i'm saying like because yeah. i would i would definitely be that kind of guy i'm yeah. i'm more of like uh this is funny this is a novelty let's do that <laughs> well yeah i mean i wanted to have a rocky horror picture show game of thrones style bar yeah, that's so true. i get yeah, I guess it we're on the same know. page there <laughs> i would i would make something called the white walker and it would be like vodka and milk but it, oh god i'd put like <laughs> dry ice in it so it would like <laughs> smoke like the white walkers nice. thing Anyways, well, so you can have what, a drink called the Red Wedding. What? Oh, that's a good idea. Mm. And I'll put actual blood in it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now we're getting somewhere. Uh, well, what Nobody was? Nobody steal this idea. <laughs> what was your third question? Out of curiosity. 
Um, we can talk about it. Um, what band do you think has the worst fan base? Metal bands. Yeah? A majority. Like anybody in particular? Like, why? I it's Just because I, I like metal. That all being said, I love metal. But there mm-hmm. is definitely an elitism in the metal genre. So yeah. if you're like... You know, if their favorite brand is like, I don't know, Metallica or like Slipknot are the uh, ones that come to mind. Or Tool. Yeah, uh, God. Right, and I'm don't like, oh, started. my favorite band's the Foo Fighters. It's just like... <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, right. okay, dude. I remember you telling me that story about you saw the guy with the Bad Brains hat. <laughs> and he was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I got into the Bad Brains. Yeah, because Dave Grohl from... He's like, oh, yeah. They, yeah. And I was like, no, I get it. I like the Bad Brains. That's why I like it, you motherfucker. Like, <laughs> right. Just because I went around it a weird way. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. But it's just, yeah. I just think those like, look, I get it. Your band plays in nine seventeenths all the fucking time. Okay, I don't want to <laughs> listen to that all day. All right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Do I want to hear um, James Maynard Keenan Keenard whatever his name is? Nailed it. Speak nailed German. It. <laughs> read a German cookie recipe and a song. Yeah. No. That's a real song, by the way. Of course it is. Yeah. See that? Okay. So I think we have different answers because you you I, you have a really good answer um, because a lot of metal people like are pretentious about their metal band, um, but I think the band with the worst fan base is I, I can't pick. I've I've narrowed it down to two. Um, okay. Death Cab for Cutie. Uh, and 21 Pilots. <laughs> okay, those are both also good answers because Death Cab for Cutie people are like, they act like you've never heard Death Cab ever. Right. And they're just and like, no, you don't get it. Like, no, I do. I've heard them. They're, they're good. <laughs> but They're good, yeah. And like the weird thing, about the, so the reason I bring up Death Cab is because I went to see them like a couple of summers ago at a music fest and I was looking forward to it. I liked them a lot in high school. Um but I didn't realize that they still appeal to high school kids. So, like, I was one of the oldest ones at this show. I was like, this band has been around since, like, 05, right. and there's nothing but tweens here. Uh, <laughs> and it's the same for, like, 21 Pilots. Like, uh, they just appeal to, like, high school kids, and I hate that. Yeah. Like, for some reason, like, pop, rock, like, people with terrible taste are into these bands, which makes me... I can't yeah. in good conscience say I'm a fan of these bands anymore because their fans suck. <laughs> yeah, I I wouldn't... Yeah, I wouldn't completely disagree. I, I, <laughs> I have a kind of... I really don't like 21 Pilots, mainly because I'm tired of fucking hearing about them. Yeah, same here, same here. And I think it's just the radio. They just they shit their pants every time they come out with a new song, and I was like, this sounds like every other 21 Pilots song. Exactly, but some of their songs off the first time I think are actually creative. But I just think they, they're. I just think they beat a dead horse. I haven't heard them do anything cool. Right. Yeah. Well, their first album I liked a lot better because it was basically more. It was more like there. There were a lot like really cool rap, like in breakdown parts, and now it's mostly just like let's do some pop shit and get on a DC movie, like, <laughs> and it just sounds like every other band. Yeah. Yeah, but you're. Yeah, they're. I, I think those are pretty good answers. Um, that's, a, that's an interesting one. 
Okay. Yeah, I'm glad we talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad we. I'm glad we put that one to bed. Officially, the worst fan bases are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Everyone can sleep easy. Uh, we're gonna get uh, blown up by tweens everywhere. By tweens tw- and Metallica fans <laughs> yeah. are gonna just roast we, us. Yo, fuck you, <laughs> Lars Ulrich, best drummer ever. All right. So, what we are going to do today? Was, well, it was your idea, Mitch, so walk us through it. Yeah, sure. So um, I think 2019 was a really good year for music. And since we are such big music fans, there were a lot of really good albums that came out this year that I just kind of thought we should devote an episode to, um, you know, shouting them out. But uh, just kind of celebrate the year and kind of wrap it up as we head into 2020. Um, Let's reflect on some of the best, your favorite albums that came out in the year 2019. So... I have a list of, I came up with my top five albums from this year in order. Uh, so, oh. yes. I did not order mine. You don't, you don't so necessarily will... have to do that. I was just going above and beyond because that's the kind of yeah, guy I just... am. So do so. How do we want to do this? Do we want to go? Do we want to like you do one, I do one? Yeah, that sounds or good. Or do we want to like? Yeah. Okay. All right. You you start with number five. All right. I will start off with number five, and this is the one I think that we will both have on our lists. It is Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> uh, Whoa, dude! That's I just have five Hootie it. and the Blowfish. I albums. knew you would. Uh, <laughs> no, that was a joke. But I did actually. That is my answer. Hootie and the Blowfish. In Perfect Circle, I think was the my fifth favorite album. It it tops the top five, but just barely. So, uh, and the reason I put it on there is because it's their first album in fourteen years. Uh, it's their first good album in twenty three years. <laughs> so, <laughs> so okay. I think if you haven't put out a decent album in twenty three years, you deserve to be in the top of the list. Um, and I do enjoy like most of the songs on the album, not all, but most of them are listenable. And uh, they're you know it's just a throwback to you know what Hootie was like in the good old days. Um, so okay. yeah, they they they, they kind of st- went back to that era. So, okay. Yeah. Well, you haven't sold me. On I know. It, I'll be I wasn't honest. planning to selling you to to sell you on it, but uh, um. Oh, okay. I did want to tell you this though. Uh, okay. One of the reasons that I didn't put it higher on the list is because there's a song. Um, uh, it's called "Hold On." The very first lyric of the song "Hold On" says, "Only heartbreak on the six o'clock news." They ought to call it the six o'clock blues. <laughs> I heard that lyric and I was like, fuck you. <laughs> that's, that's such a bad lyric. <laughs> that's that's really bad. Yeah. Oh, man. So, but see, something I wanted to t- only okay, go ahead. Hootie and the Blowfish would do. I know, right? Well, I wanted to tell you that because just so you know, like I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm, I'm aware that they have some songs that suck, including that one. So... Which is which is totally like yeah, it's totally fair. I think it's, I think I've enjoyed your your undying fandom of Hootie and the Blowfish. It's been um, it's been fun, man. It's a ride. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. So I'm I am impressed what? that they that they came out with an album at all because I didn't think that was a thing. Right. Yeah. Well, I also we we talked about it on the podcast, but I went to see him like over the summer and it was amazing. Like one of the right. best concerts of my life. <laughs> Yeah, and I, you know, that's because that's that's what it comes down to, right? Music is still music, right? 
So when you when you take off your your critic goggles mm-hmm. or whatever you want to say that you know sometimes people have I have a lot of the time. It's just music, man. Like just enjoy yeah. it. Um, however, objectively, that is one of the worst lyrics I've ever heard. <laughs> I knew I knew um, you'd get a kick out of that. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is that is funny. All right, so my number five is also a band that is close to my heart. Uh, kind of a, in hindsight, kind of a weird choice. Uh, but my, what, mine are not in order. Also, I just wanted to reiterate that mine are not in order. So I'm just starting with whatever I had in in the five spot, but it is Ninja sex parties under the covers volume three. Nice. Okay. So, so they dropped their third cover album this year and it's just really fucking good. Ninja Sex Party is why I can now like 80s music. Hmm, okay. That's cool. So I owe them that. Yeah. But I really think their like their production value is just like amazing. They're not a huge band. You know, I think more people should check them out. I don't think they'll ever going to do serious music, but the closest thing you can get is their cover mm-hmm. albums. Because like some of their cover oh, they have a they did an acoustic cover of Don't Fear the Reaper. Ooh, I bet that's cool amazing yeah so you know it's it's just a really fucking good cover album and i will say i don't think we ever talked about this they're one of the other problems i have with weezer is that they did a cover Watch album yourself <laughs> and literally did almost like song for song even the track listing was almost identical oh, to yeah, their second yeah. right. cover album and I was pissed. Yeah, but uh, that being said, Weezer has no idea who Ninja Sex Party is. <laughs> you say that, <laughs> and I and I'm skeptical. No, I know we we had a fight about that at your house. <laughs> did we talk about yeah, that then? Even yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we did. Well, it, all in all, uh, but I will say, and I have talked to other Weezer fans. A cover album made that. I good. hate that cover album. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. So, it's not yeah. But, anyways, it is. Yes. Yeah. Ninja Sex Party. If you don't want to listen to a bunch of songs about like dick jokes, uh, you could listen to their cover albums, which I do think are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Okay. They are awesome. What covers. are some of the covers like, they, that they do? Are they like all 80s rock? Like, yeah, they do it from that era. Okay. Because I think, I think the whole premise behind their cover albums is doing songs from their childhood. Okay. Um, but yeah, like, uh, well, they did, they did like, uh, Africa on this new one. Um, dude, it bangs. (laughs) I'm sure they did. They did. We built this city on rock and roll. That's a good, that that song is a banger. (laughs) (laughs) It was actually voted one of the worst songs ever. Really? I love that song. (laughs) I think their cover is fucking awesome. It made me like it. Um, uh, but yeah, they do that acoustic cover, Don't Fear the Reaper. But like their first like two albums, I mean, they have that. I think I've made you listen to like the cover they did a Rocket Man. Mm, yeah. Uh, the cover they did a Wish You Were Here. Um, but they did it. I think on their first one, they did a cover of uh, um, Pour Some Sugar on Me. Mm, okay. I think that song is better than Def Leppard, like hundred percent. Yeah, I, that's yeah. I can see where, but they just changed like because they just changed it just enough. They made it faster, which like made the song way better. I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah, I I think they do really, really fucking good covers. 
I love their original stuff. Not everybody's going to find it funny. So right. If you check out their cover albums, I think people would enjoy. Yeah. The one thing that I don't like about the Weezer album is that it sounds like they didn't really do anything too different with it. It's basically just sound like they tried to recreate the song and they did because it sounds very close almost to a fault where it's like, oh, he's just doing karaoke of like no scrubs. And that was the other thing, too. Like they picked weird songs like. Yeah. And and the thing about. Yeah, because I have literally heard it described that way. It sounds like Weezer karaoke, which is a bad way to do a cover album. But also, I think they went for that funny, like, oh, let's do No Scrubs, because that will be funny. But they don't... You got to really bring it if you're going to kind of do a cover like that i feel yeah it's got it and you got to almost transform it into something yeah well they did when i saw them in concert over summer they did it well he did a uh, an acoustic solo cover of take on me and then when they did it on the album they did it full band it was like this was way better just acoustic because it was like slow and your own like (laughs) right yeah so some miss some missteps there yeah for sure Okay. All right. Anywho, um, so my number four for the list is the High Women. Have we talked hmm. about them? Uh, I think we had a conversation about it. Okay. Um, so the High Women is Brandy Carlisle, Amanda Shires, and a couple other like big female country artists right now um, that I can't think of the name of. Uh, but th- so. They started a female supergroup of uh, country artists, and they just put out some songs. Uh, this year, they did their first album, um, and it's kind of based off of the Highway Men, um, yeah. which was like an '80s supergroup of Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings, uh, Willie Nelson, and Chris Christopherson. So, yeah. like, pretty much the biggest names in country music. Um, so. This is like an all you know all female version of that, and the reason I like this album so much is because the very it starts off with a cover of the the Highwaymen song by the Highwaymen, mm. um, but they do a really awesome like female version of it, and then the rest of the songs are originals. So and they're kick ass oh. originals, like yeah, they're cool. really good. Um, it's all you know, and and I just like the the whole idea of like you know all female female empowerment thing, um, and the songs are just really good. Um, um, that's about all I can say for that. They just did it justice really well. So, yeah, no, I think as I think that's a good one to have after the conversation about the Weezer cover <laughs> album is here's a way to like do a cover, do it right, and then here's also just a way to like do a good album, right? Yeah, you know, and I, but yeah, no, that sounds really interesting. I think we did talk about it. Um, that makes me want to check it out more because I do find that really interesting. Yeah. Well, Amanda Shires um, is uh, Jason Isbell's wife. Have we talked about that? Yeah. So that's oh. that's how I knew about it because I'm a big Jason Isbell fan. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's rad. That's cool. That's a cool one. I don't see that being in many people's top five. Yeah. So that's an interesting one. Yeah, I think so. So my number four is Clippings. There existed an addiction to blood. Ooh, okay. I still haven't listened to that one. Yeah, so I have not made it through the whole thing because it is very dense. Is it? Yeah, but it is good. Clip, dude, clipping. We've talked about them. If, if you've listened to the pot, you fucking know. 
I just think they kill shit. They're the most. It's it's like where death grips is too far <laughs> on one side of music. Clipping sits right in the middle. Yeah, yeah. And I would never say that death grips is bad by any means because they are totally like revolutionary mm. in a lot of the stuff they do, and it's just kind of just fucking awesome. Right. But I will say I do think that it is hard sometimes to be creative, original, and make something digestible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think clipping falls somewhere in the middle where they're playing with that line of it actually being enjoyable to listen to, but also having dense, complex themes or dense, complex musical elements that don't that you have to engage in to really pull something out. Right. That's a really good way to put it. Yeah. It's more digestible than like what death grips would be, even though they're still kind of like in the same vein, but clipping appeals to more people just because it's not so shock factor. Like, yeah, yeah. But they will, but they will definitely crank the weirdness in their music up to like 11, which is great. Um, but still have elements that can be, discerned so i just find it more i think it's a hard thing to do i think anybody can make weird ass music it is hard to make that still good Mm -hmm. but i guess my point being is like doing it in a way also where it's kind of still a banger is impressive yeah right and that is that is one major thing i like about clipping but yeah and they're doing like concept album i'm pretty sure it's a concept album i don't i haven't figured it out it's very dense yeah but quite a fan yeah no i mean I'm, I'm definitely a big fan i'll have to check that one out um okay number three on my list is sturgill simpson sound and fury uh, uh yes so one i know yes one you know finally um so yeah what i we talked about a little bit before on the podcast because it's a brand new album that i've been obsessed with but it is Outlaw Country meets Nine Inch Nails uh, meets anime, (laughs) apparently. (laughs) Yeah. So just this really cool industrial rock with some like, you know, country singing um, with some synthesizer. So it's like it's definitely revolutionizing what alt country is becoming and could be. It's the reason I like it so much is because like there's so much blues rock influences and we'll talk about that later, but that's my bread and butter right there. Um, just right. kick ass rocking all the time. And now Sergio Simpson is like, I want to do that, but still be country. So that's why I like it a lot. Yeah. I think the thing that I really digged about it was it sound first off it worked because people have, people have gone where, Sergil is going mm-hmm. but not as well yeah like who and i think um well i don't i don't know if there's anything in particular i think it's just um well like l- like let me put it this way it's like a country artist coming out with a rockier album okay you, you know what i'm yeah, saying right so right. whereas like Sergil simpson actually like actually did it really well where he didn't like the best example of somebody all i guess also kind of making it work is like ray lay Montaigne. okay when he did um fuck what was that album i don't even remember supernova okay i think he totally it is not anything he did before and it can alienate your fans yeah right because people who listen to ray lay Montaigne listen to certain songs 
uh, that are his folky blues thing, and then he came out with Supernova, which which uh, Dan Arback produced. Oh, okay. Um, and it's a rock album. Yeah. It it's Ray Lontane doing rock music. Right. Um, but it's still Ray Lontane. Yeah. So I think Sergio Simpson's kind of did something similar, but it feels like a new genre. And that was really cool. Yeah. That's where I think Sergio Simpson actually did something kind of amazing where it didn't sound like anything I had heard before. Yeah. And I was very impressed by yeah, that. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. When you when you mentioned that, I guess what came to my mind was like that Zach Brown did like a rock album with Dave Grohl. And I wasn't a big fan of that because it basically just sounded like a, a, a karaoke version of like a sound garden. Like <laughs> yeah that's the so yeah because i would kind of agree i i was into it when it came out but really listening to what they did as a whole isn't the greatest thing in the world mm. and i think that's because it's a hard thing to do i mean you could do something outside of like the genre that you're kind of popular for and still do it well but that doesn't mean that it's revolutionary i think Sergio is bordering on it being a new genre right. i feel that way. yeah i think or so. at least taking a part of that genre and doing it doing it in a way where it actually would be popular mm-hmm. yeah for sure um but yeah i was i was pretty floored when i when i heard some of those tunes like i was like this is insanely good <laughs> and insanely different yeah it's new it's something really cool so i'm excited to yeah. see what comes of it yeah yeah all right so what are, what are we on three uh i think so yeah so number three I have Lizzo. Oh, yeah. Because I love you. So I included Lizzo because I came into her like pretty late into the year. You came That's into her? That's a weird her? way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird... Woo, oh, bad boy. phrasing. <laughs> I, I'm leaving that shit in. <laughs> <laughs> I discovered... Uh, also, is it Lizzo or Lizzo? It's, I've it's never Lizzo. actually... Lizzo? Yeah. Okay. Um... I discovered her later into the year, but that all being said, I really vibe on her hard. Mm-hmm. I think her, I really think her music is really good. Yeah. I think she's an awesome singer. Um, I really appreciated her writing music that is overall just empowering and good. And let alone like younger girls looking up to that. Mm-hmm. And she's gotten a lot of flack recently. I don't know if you've heard about all that. Not really. She she kind of had like her like assless pants on at an NBA game and shook her ass on camera and just got fucking destroyed for it. Wow. Like everyone came after yeah. her. And I just think it goes back. Unfortunately, it's just it's just fucking sex. It's just if a woman does something that involves her body, she gets criticized for it. Right, right. I, and I know, and that's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't think I really have an opinion on like whether it was right or wrong. I don't, and it just seems so stupid. It seems so trivial, um, that I don't, I don't think it's a matter of being right or wrong. I think those people are making way too big of a deal out of it, and I think they look past all of her music that is empowering and is good for people, and I think even women uh, specifically because it does not. It is not degrading. Right. It is not objectifying. Yeah. 
And, and also, the music is just good. The music is good, yeah. And she plays the flute, which is kind of awesome. Uh, I did not know that. Yep, she plays the flute. Um, she was on uh, Saturday Night Live with uh, Eddie Murphy. That was a really good episode, by the way. Um, it was a Christmas episode. Uh, ah. Also, have we talked about this? I ran. She played in. She played the Middle Waves Festival in Fort Wayne, and I ran the video camera for her last year before oh, she no. blew up. I like what filmed her um for the for the music fest i volunteered at that and they like put me on a camera and she came out and at the time i was like who is this lady i don't know but i like her uh and then literally like six months later she was huge <laughs> yeah dude no i so, didn't know that that's crazy yeah it was awesome man yeah it was uh, it was a blast her she was very fun to watch she had like 25 other big black ladies on stage with her <laughs> right right as she tends to right um no, yeah, I yeah, that's why I wanted to include her. Like I and I really I, because like her album would be an album that like no, I haven't listened to it front to back. But I always like anytime I hear a new song from it that I hadn't heard before, it's just as good as every other song. Yeah. So yeah, uh, you know. Um. But yeah, so that's why that is why I included her. Okay. Yeah, that's a really good one to add. I should have thought about that. Ah, damn it. Okay, you win. Uh, <laughs> round two of my number two. Um, yes. The Tours Help a Stranger. Um, mm. This one was good uh, because, again, this nostalgia factor. First, the Tours album in 11 years. Um, yeah. It was just uh, some, you know, kick-ass blues rock that you want to hear from the Raconteurs. Um and I don't think there's a bad song on the album. I could be, there could be, but thinking back on it off the top of my head, like it's all good. I've listened to it all the way through multiple times, uh, which if I can get myself to do that, like, you know, it's a good album. Cause I'm just, I have so much music to listen to. Like if I listen yeah, to an album true. multiple times, that's a winner. So, um, true. And yeah, it was just so good, man. The way Jack White and whew, I'm going to sound like such a noob here. The other guy's voice can't think of his name. I, dude, I I know it, and I have forgot every time. Yep, I couldn't tell you, but he's a phenomenal singer too, and I just like the way their voices sound together. They kind of trade off doing the vocals. No, I think that's a good one. Rack and tours have always been a big influence on us. Anything that we've worked on musically, I think we've always kind of had them as an influence, right? Um, because I I felt like it was like a good example of like two songwriters working together mm-hmm. and coming out with a song. You know yeah. what I mean? And but yeah, no, I, I do agree. That is a solid album. One of the few songs on the radio uh, that I will tolerate. Yeah, right. When they <laughs> when they do play when they do play uh, "Help Me, Stranger." Um, so I I will admit I have not listened to the whole thing. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. But you should definitely but definitely do it. I do love that single, and I know because it's Rack and Taurus. Right. It's good. Yep. Exactly. Um. So good one to clues. All right. So my number two. Next one on my list is Billie Eilish. Yeah. When we all fall asleep, where do we go? So, yeah, I included Billie Eilish for a lot of the same reasons I included Lizzo is just a good fucking album, something different, something cool. Mm -hmm. And also, like, uh, I really liked Billie Eilish because I was happy for a female artist to come out and be like, kind of like, it's cliche but it was kind of their thought with the song is like the bad guy so she came out being 
very her own person and i really vibed on that and then also her fucking music is just good Mm -hmm. and it's like her and her brother that make all the music which is like a really cool thing i yeah i don't know i just really fucking like billy eilish yeah yeah no it's a yeah it's a it's a really good album i didn't include it in my top five mostly just because like there are like three or four songs on the album that I really like and the rest of it I'm just like yeah, okay this is all right um so I man I hate to like disagree with you because I'm a I, I would say I like Billie Eilish but not near as much as I think she deserves <laughs> um see yeah that's right <laughs> so I think the reason so here so here my list in general is here's a couple albums that I really that I liked from this year. Here's a couple albums that are important. Yeah. And I included Lizzo and Billie Eilish because I do think those are really important. Okay. Yeah, that's a really Now I good will way, yeah. say I will say the thing about Billie Eilish though that I do think she deserves is that because she is actually a phenomenal singer. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think some of her live performances I've seen have been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So I think that if Billie Eilish came out with all these really good songs uh, with this image that totally works and this whole thing and then wasn't as good of a singer as she was then totally yeah right however she deserves more credit because even though her music is kind of mainstream and Lizzo's the same way like these are like mainstream albums mm-hmm. uh, even though her music is still mainstream uh, she writes it right right which is so fucking important Mm-hmm. And I think that is almost my favorite part of Billie Eilish is here's somebody who worked on and wrote a song that is a fucking hit and she wrote it. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing. Yeah. One reason that I really like her a lot is because, um, well, again, when she was on Saturday Night Live, um, she she did it really well. And that, so that she did two songs. One was like Bad Guy or one of the big, big ones. And the, the, so the, her first song was basically just her like doing weird, crazy shit like everybody expected Billie Eilish to do. Like they somehow like got the room to spin and yeah. like it made it look like she was like defying gravity which was badass and then the second song she came out and just did she had a microphone and her brother was on piano and really showed off her like vocal chops like okay i can do this crazy shit but also like respect me as a singer and musician and i just love that shit that's why i always like the mtv unplugged stuff like okay you sound pretty good with distortion but what if you have an acoustic guitar then can you sound good <laughs> right <So>. and <laughs> yeah and i totally think and now the the question is really where will she go from here now she could do kind of what lord did and beat a dead horse right. and then everyone will pretty much tune out exactly um so i don't know what her plan is musically but uh Fucking, she probably made so much money, she'd probably just retire now, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I would. One and done, baby. One and done. That's all I want to do. I, I want that Hootie and the Blowfish song and just fucking ride that for the next 20 years. Exactly. That's all I need. <laughs> all right, Mitch, your number one album of 2019. Number one album. And if you say Weezer, so help me fucking God, we're turning off the no, podcast. Man, uh, did Weezer have an album this year? Was that the I don't th- was that the black album because I hated it anyway. Um, okay, all right. I'm just like, it's a fucking <laughs> I am done. It is not Weezer. Um, it is, but you're not gonna be surprised. Uh, my number one album of the year was the Black Keys. Let's rock. Um, 
So, oh, I. You know what? I'm a little surprised really? because I haven't heard a fucking thing from that. Album. Are you serious? Dude. I have not like not even a single dude. I didn't even know they came out with an album this year. I have totally tuned out on the Black Keys for a while. All right. Now. Well, I have feel like I've I've let you down because I should have we should have talked about this earlier cuz this I was obsessed with this and I still kind of am like um this is one of those albums where I don't think there's a bad song. I was listening to it last night like trying to mm-hmm. figure out okay, let's be real, let's be honest can this be my number one album of the year with having a bad song on it? And it doesn't. Uh, every song on it is great. Um, it, it's the, and what the, the reason I like it so much is that it's that kick-ass classic uh, Black Keys blues rock shit. Uh, but also some of the songs, they switch it up a little bit and kind of make it sound like the... Uh, um, did you ever listen to like Dan Arbach's solo project? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So some of the songs kind of like are more in the, like, you know, along the lines of that kind of just like more chill and like weird vibey, uh, like 60s okay. sounding, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, no, that totally makes so sense. They, well, it makes sense if you've heard it. Right, yeah. right. So they have like two to three albums on that or two to three songs on that album that are like that. But then for the most part, it's just in your face. Every song has a kick ass riff. Um and then there's also one song I'm going to say my favorite song on the album is called Walk Across the Water. The The words are like super like cute and it's 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 a love song, um, but oh, with okay. just like a really cool like you just check it out. So <laughs> no, I will. I will absolutely. I th- So I will listen to your number one for sure. OK. Cool. And I think the reason being is because I kind of tuned out on the Black Keys, not because I like was like, oh, the fucking Black Keys. I, I did just start to not like their music anymore because it just it, the more I heard it, the less I liked it. Right. That which makes to sense. me is well, they, they not did a put sign out, of a good song. They did put out a couple albums that were like just OK. Um, and I hate to be that guy, but I really do love their early stuff better. Like right. the Rubber Factory is like fucking one of the better albums, I think, ever. Right. Just because it had been so long since somebody came out and like done an album like that Mm -hmm. um but that being said like you know i want bands to grow and try new things and do it but yeah i i got pretty tuned out on on some of their albums yeah well they had um well the i i really didn't get into them until like brothers like that blew up and that kind of like turned me on to them and once i discovered brothers i was like oh this is awesome it's it you know it scratched like a led zeppelin itch for me and honestly like the black keys are like kind of the one of the reasons i'm such a zeppelin fan like i didn't really listen to them before that but finally like you know i it made sense what they were like going for that was a really bad way to say that but (laughs) no i get it well it's just kind of like you know for me it was like a white stripes thing yeah so like when when this blues band came out and it's just these two guys and they're making these like really hard-hitting blues songs i was just like oh fuck yeah Yeah. because the white stripes weren't really a thing at that point right right anymore yeah i think they had done their last album when i caught on but yeah like you know that's why i fuck with it but I'm willing to come back into the Black Keys circle and give them a shot. I think, I you, hear yeah, it. I think you definitely should because this is one of the, the yeah, this album it kind of reminds you of some of their earlier stuff, um, yeah, which is you know really cool. Like, well, like Thick Freakness is probably my favorite just because of like the nasty, crazy riffs, um, and there's some like really heavy hitting like in your face riffs on this album that I think you dig. So, 
day. Yeah. I literally didn't even know about it. That is crazy, I haven't, man. Um, I haven't even heard a single, which is is surprising because usually I'll hear a single. Yeah. Well, so but. I was actually um, that's kind of crazy because uh, so you know how everybody does like the the spot like top you know albums or whatever on Spotify or most listened to like artists yeah. of the year. Um, four of the five of mine I saw in concert this year um oh, which i cool. think is probably the reason i listen to it so much because i have this habit of like i go to a concert and then i'm like oh, i want to like get pumped for this concert so like the week leading up to it that's all i listen to and then like the week after i'm like i need to ride this high so basically for two <laughs> weeks straight it's all i right. listen to <laughs> that's so fair. um so of the top five albums of the year i saw three of them live this year which i think makes a pretty good year so yeah, 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 that is impressive. I 100% uh, did not, uh, <laughs> just mainly because I think half mine are dead. Uh, what? Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, the, the, I thought you were artists. talking about your favorite artists of like your favorite albums of 2019. Like they just put albums this year and then they're already dead. <laughs> oh, you. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, Never mind. I was a little bit confused. I was talking about my overall spot. Right, right. No, I that right. was kind of confusing. I did say that kind of strangely. Um, okay. So my number one. So I my mind wasn't really in an order, but I left my number one as my number one. Mm-hmm. So I literally typed it out as everything the Foo Fighters released this year. Oh man. Okay. So, but here's why. Okay. Bring so it. as a Foo Fighter fan. There is a lot of fucking B-sides that you cannot get. Yeah. Okay. There is a fucking ton. So the Foo, so for everybody who doesn't know, the Foo Fighters this year, for whatever fucking reason. Oh, I think because it was their anniversary this year. As they tend to just start releasing shit, which is really cool. And I do really like being a Foo Fighters fan because they really will just be like, hey, we did something. Yeah. Here, you know, here you go. And it's like, oh, sweet. New Foo and it's awesome <laughs> um it's a fun thing um but they just started releasing all these little like uh live eps and bootlegs and b-sides and there's a there's i i got on spotify one day this is how quick they were doing it and not telling anyone like not advertising it at all i literally got on spotify one day and they're all numbered literally it was like just fucking five or six of these and i was right. like what the fuck like i knew the one because it was on the Roswell day and we yeah, talked about it yeah. then. Um, but yeah, they fucking like just put out five or six more. But what was so exciting is they had all their fucking B-sides that you can't get or so hard to get. And they just put them on an EP together. And they're from all these different eras of the Foo. And it was just like, ah, oh, that's... To me, I was like, that's fan service. Yeah, that is really cool. Yeah. As a Foo Fighter fan, we all, like, if you go on that subreddit, dude, I give it, like, once a month, there is a giant thread about B-sides. Yeah. And everyone arguing and talking about what their favorite B-side is. Because their B-sides are fucking amazing. Yeah, right, (laughs) Like, Like, it's the weirdest thing. Um like so it it, that's why i put it on there because like yeah this is only for foo fighter fans right but i was so happy to finally have it and i could go listen to yeah i I definitely appreciate that man yeah that's super cool i know you are you are a much bigger foo fighters fan than i am i i like him a lot um but the i didn't really like the albums as much mostly because they were like um 
like almost like bootlegged like so the audio quality was basically it sounded like somebody just took out their phone and recorded it and Foo Fighters and, was like okay let's release it um and that is also one thing that I really because that is a that doesn't happen nowadays yeah. one and two I think it was a bigger thing in like the uh mid to late 90s right or really the 90s in general uh because I fucking love bootlegs like Pearl Jam does that they they are they control their bootlegs. Um, but I think that is a very cool fan servicey thing to do is to release a bootleg. Yeah, I can, I can definitely get behind that because like, you know, songs that aren't on albums, like you still want to, like you want to hear it cause it's because of how rare it is. Um, but just for me going into it, like the, uh, man, the, the audio quality was like so bad that made it almost unlistenable. And then once I found out that it was a Pink Floyd cover, I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> Wait, which... <laughs> They did a Pink Floyd cover, didn't they? On one of the Well, they have I don't remember them doing it live though. I thought on one of the albums they just uh, released like this year. Thought... They they cover Have a Cigar. That's that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, is there a live cut of that? I thought it was live if I remember. I right? I don't I'm not sure actually that I think about it. Right, I just well, I'll heard, look into all it on I remember my own is that coming on the that coming on the radio or like on my Spotify or whatever. And uh, Eric was like, "Do you want me to put on some foo?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." And then she was just like, she started playing this Pink Floyd, and I'm like, "You know, I can't stand Pink Floyd." She's like, "I didn't know it was a cover of Pink Floyd." Like, uh, <laughs> You're like yelling at her. Like, I'm literally you yelling put this at her. On? Yeah, it's like, why would you do this to me? I said I wanted to hear Foo Fighters. She was like, <laughs> "Poor girl." <laughs> yeah. Well, um, well, they but they have they also have some of their rare live cuts like they have their Arcade Fire cover and their Dead Kennedys cover. Um, but some of this shit is from like their when they covered Holiday in Cambodia. That's what Serge Tonkin, Tonkin, from uh, System of a Down. Oh yeah, yeah, and it was at the 2007 MTV Music Awards. Wow, like okay, the. You know, but it's a it's like it's shit that you go on YouTube and try to find and you're try and you try to rip the audio from right, the YouTube right. video. So it, like I said, it, it's for Foo fans, yeah. but it, well, I was just so stoked that they did it for us finally. For sure. I'll give you I'll give you this. Um they don't I, I as far as I know, they weren't like making it on like vinyl or C D or anything, right? They basically just put it on Spotify and was like, here, have at it. Is that correct? I think so. I don't know if these have physical releases. Okay. I don't know. Because the one thing I like about that is because like it's it, it seems like Dave Grohl just trying to give Foo Fighter fans a treat, whereas Jack White put out a cover, put an album of some of his unreleased shit. Um, but it was basically he did it on vinyl, so it was like thirty bucks for covers that like never made or like versions of songs that never made it to an album. And it was kind of like it was a very half-assed attempt at like, and it just seemed like a cash grab. He was like, "Hey, I don't have any albums coming out this year, um, but I have these songs that I haven't done anything with. Might as well release it and sell it for a shitload of money." Um, it was very gimmicky. Whereas Dave Grohl was basically just like, "Hey, I don't really care if I make money off of this. I think this would be cool for you guys to have." Uh, yeah. which is a different. There's a difference. Yeah, I actually tried googling them and I couldn't even find them. 
Well, nothing is coming up in autofill. It's like very hard to find. So right. yeah, I don't think there are physical releases, but right. I agree because like I said, that's just something the Foo fans have just been longing for is just like, give us those really cool rare songs that you guys recorded that we just don't have, mm. um, that we just can't listen to very easily. Right. Um, cause yeah, you could still come across some of these B sides, but there are some that like you cannot get. Right. They just weren't really released in a normal way. Um, but you know, yeah. So that's why it's my top one mainly just because I, that is the thing I like about being a Foo Fighter fan is I do think they do right by their fans. Yeah. And I think that's why, you know, they're obviously not the coolest band. There was just that article where Dave Grohl was just like, yeah, we're, we're, we're not cool. Like we're well aware. It's not cool to listen to us. We, we know. And I was just like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But I'm okay with that because, (laughs) You've been there. I think I think Dave Grohl has done a lot for rock and roll because I think he actually gives a shit. Right. I think if if we can draft him as the uh, an ambassador of rock and roll, we really need to. Sure. Yeah. Um. Send him to other countries and get him to fucking send him to Korea and just solve it. Yeah. Just, right. just Dave Grohl will just go figure out like Nam in Korea real quick. Yeah. Like yeah. Because they're just good. like that. He's a nice guy. Yeah. I like him. Right. <laughs> He'll do the. Yeah. So. Yeah, Anyways. no, that's funny. I was gonna say he'll, he'll go to Cuba and then just like put on his record, and then Cuban people will be like, "I gotta have this. Let's let's lift that embargo. I need this record." <laughs> he's like, "I got all these tunes, man," and he's just like, "Well, there was a band I was in before <laughs> called Nirvana. Just wait till you get a load of that, right?" <laughs> so there is. I are we even gonna do what you cranking? Probably not because this whole episode has been a what you cranking. We cranking. <laughs> yeah. Um well I'll leave it with this. So one of my favorite YouTube videos of Dave Grohl is him uh pretending to be drunk on like a tour bus and he's just like sitting there with a bottle of whiskey and like his shirt off and he's just like, Tell me how to make a fucking record. I was in Nirvana, goddammit. Like <laughs> he's doing this super like drunk rock star bit and yeah. it's and I was like, ah, oh, just I don't know, man. It's it, it's like a band that you lo- like you like their music and and do really really love their music, but also you just love the band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you really just can't find a reason to not like them. You know right. what I mean? Even if they do shitty music, and which I feel like is possibly what is going on with you and Weezer. Um. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. You know, because you're gonna be a Weezer fan. No matter what they do, I think you've proven that because yeah. they've done some bad stuff. <laughs> exactly. Well, I think they're they're yeah they're good stuff. Um, make amends for their bad stuff. It's so good that it outweighs. Like you can you're allowed to put out a few shitty albums if your first album is the blue album. Like you can do anything you want. <laughs> to an that extent. could be true. <laughs> well, and here and so I do remember having a a, a drunken heated argument of of weezer at my house yeah. when you were here um but i did forget i forgot one important fact mitch what's that and that's your favorite band and my favorite band are friends are they well they did that tour yeah weezer and foo fighters did it too yeah we we well it was like a really small it was only yeah. a few shows but yeah weezer foo fighters and tenacious d oh, all I like remember did a that. tour yeah right oh that would have been so sick but they didn't even come to the u.s did they no there's oh, a bummer. there's a flog on jablinski games of of them all playing a fucking uh a fucking game 
I forget what it was. It was like a weird ball toss game. Okay. Yeah, but they all played together, like all the bands played. Right. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. Well, that so. that you know that uh, that that's a good uh, note to to end on. Our we we have different favorite bands, but we can all be friends because they're friends. Because they're friends, so it's perfect. <laughs> all right. Thank and at you the guys. end of the day, we're all just about rocking and rolling. We're on the same rockin page there. The rocking and the rolls, man. Rocking in the rolls. Indeed. <laughs> if the, right, if the house is rocking, don't come rolling. If I'm rolling the house, don't come a rocking. <laughs> All right, we should have cut it off 20 minutes <laughs> ago. We, we should have been done a while ago. See you guys next week. Thank you guys Bye. for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.